What's up, fellas? Welcome back to episode 44 of The Grown Man Project. I'm your host for today's episode, Kurt Kersey. And on today's show, I actually sat down with my wonderful wife, Casey Kersey, who also has a podcast. Her podcast is called The Within Her Podcast. So if any of you uh, have a spouse, a significant other, maybe a daughter that is trying to learn what it means to uh, be a woman of God uh, and want to kind of walk that out with somebody that is walking right beside them, the Within Her podcast is an amazing podcast. Casey and I actually recorded this uh, show kind of collaboratively. We've been spent a lot of time thinking about uh, vision, what our vision is. As a young married couple, we just got our first fur baby <laughs> and uh, we're, we're in the hunt for a home. And so we're just at this phase of life where like, gosh, we really should have a clear vision for what we want our future to look like, what we feel like God's calling us to and how we're going to more fully step into that. So what we did is we just we just felt God kind of tugging at our heart to sit down and talk about what that process has looked like for us, how we set some goals around that uh, that vision. And what it looks like here is we're a little bit past halfway through this weird, weird 2020, uh, what it looks like to still set some goals and still get after it in a really healthy way uh, on your own or with your spouse. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to be a more fully integrated member of the Grown Man community and you're not on the email list already, you're not getting the text alerts, you're not uh, part of this community in a deeper way, man, I'd love to invite you into that. You can text VISION to 55444. Again, that's VISION to 55444. Or you can go to grownmanproject.com and uh, get signed up for the email communication there and be part of this community. Casey and I also talk about a little freebie giveaway, a little outline uh, that we created that we effectively used to set some goals through the end of this year. You can find that at Casey and Kurt. Dot com. That's Casey, K-A-C-I, and Kurt, K-U-R-T, dot com. Thanks for listening. Let's get into the show. Hey. All right. So let's start off the episode by talking about why we wanted to record the episode in general about goals right now in August. Maybe by the time they're hearing this, it's September. But the thing that came to mind for me is that I feel like right now culture everywhere on social media and everywhere we look on Instagram on I said this earlier probably on the news is telling us to just totally write off 2020 and like I'm sure we've all seen the memes and the funny things and I'm laughing at them too that say like wake me up when it's 2021 and all that kind of stuff and I'm laughing at them but also realizing that I just don't believe that that's what we're called to and I think that as Christians, we are supposed to be different from the world. And that's everything that the world is saying right now. And I feel like it's really the total opposite. We should be going all in on goals and all in on being intentional about things because this is just not a time to be holding back. And I think that the world needs our gifts. The world needs us more than ever right now. The people in our life need us more than ever right now. We need God more than ever right now. And so I think this is really important and it's really important to just not quit on these last four to five months of the year. Yeah, I've been sharing this quote a lot with the teams that, that we work with and coach, um, but I think it's appropriate for this conversation too. It's from John Gordon's new book, The Power of a Positive Leader. 
Power of Positive Leadership, I think, is the actual title. But he says, great teams have grit and glue, the passion and perseverance to keep working and improving, and the positivity and connection to fight through adversity together. And I think, you know, if you're married, you're definitely on a team, right? Yeah. We think of ourselves as a team team all the KK. time, Team KK. Um, if you are in a community, you're on a team. If you're a believer, you're part of the church team, right? We're all on different teams, whether it be at work or uh, in, our, in our own families, in our household. And so really doubling down on having the passion and perseverance to keep working and improving, but then also having that positivity and connection to fight through those improvements and those goals. And I think now more than ever, we're, we're called to that, right? Absolutely. And I think I just wanted us to touch on that to start off because I think it could seem like this is a random time for you guys to be setting goals for the rest of the year. Like it's not halfway through. It's not the beginning of a new year. We're not waiting till 2021. So these are our goals for the rest of 2020. Um, well, and like true procrastinators really our goal was to have goals for the second half of the year, <laughs> yeah. which we, which we really did. Like we've taken we did a few it in weeks July. to record this podcast, but right. the thing I was just thinking about, like we are definitely laughing at all of the memes, like you said, just like everybody else. But there was one on Instagram, the like quotes from snack time of like <laughs> the six year olds that submit quotes. And one of them was, I think the world in my head is better than real life. <laughs> and, I, you know, what What better way to kick off this episode about vision than saying, you know, create the world in your head and then go make it real life, right? That's what having a vision and having goals is all about. Um, the other reason that we wanted to record this episode right now is because halfway through the year in July, we went to Florida and we both tend to kind of reflect and get super inspired and motivated and maybe almost view vacation as like a reset to like then we go back to normal life and it's a reset. And so um, we spent some time sitting on the beach actually setting the goals, although we started much earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we, we kind of almost rounded out some specifics around like what we're going to do to move towards our vision. Uh, while on our last day of vacation <laughs> while hanging on the beach. But I think it's important to point out, like, we had several, probably double-digit conversations mm -hmm. around what is vision, why, what are we moving towards, what's important to us, uh, before we even really, like, touched, like, the specific tangible goals. Which leads perfectly into the thing I wanted us to talk about next, which is a few things to consider before you start actually setting goals. And the first one is it starts with vision, which like you said, we, I mean, we've been talking about since we started dating each other and since we got married, but we, especially throughout this year, have talked a lot about what vision looks like for us in a couple years, in five years, in 10 years. And that's kind of the basis from what we then go on to set these goals from. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny, like thinking about a vision for like our marriage and our family. I think we were so much like focused on getting our businesses off the ground mm -hmm. in our first year of marriage that like, that was the vision. That was like all we could think about was mm -hmm. just like, we got to make ends meet and pay the bills. We better figure out how to make some money in these businesses. And now that we're at least a little bit more stable in those businesses, I think we've been able to kind of take a step back and say, hey, what, as a couple, uh, as a family, what do we actually want life to look like? What are the things we want to move towards? 
And one of the resources that was really helpful in that process was uh, James Linhoff's new course. James has been on the Grown Man Project show a few times. Uh, he's a close friend and mentor and client of ours that created a uh, course around crafting a family vision. If you guys want to walk through that course yourselves, it is a totally free course. You can go to Basecamp RC, as in Resource Center, basecamprc.com, and uh, hunt down the family vision courses really helpful I think just to have a framework to go through to just at least get the dialogue started on what we value you know absolutely the next thing that we think you should consider before setting goals is being specific when you set the goals and probably I would guess a lot of you have heard of setting measurable goals or buy win goals or some people call them smart goals um And this also includes setting goals that you actually have control of. So making sure that it's measurable, that you can actually track whether you're accomplishing it and that it's something that you are in control of, which maybe you can explain more about, Kurt. Yeah, when we were kind of talking through this, like, so I'm a goal-setting nerd. (laughs) Uh, I think part of it, like, in my DNA, some of the training that I had from a sales perspective and, you know, previous career as an advisor... Um, but there are really kind of three types of goals, at least as, as I've seen it or become familiar, the first is progress goals. So you might have a goal of, uh, you know, a certain amount of revenue or sales in your business. And so a progress goal might be, you know, in the time frame that we're talking about, how much progress do I want to make towards that goal? How much actual sales do I want to actualize in that time frame? A process goal is the second version, which might be um, I'm gonna reach out to 40 people a day as you know, a, uh, moving me closer to that sales goal, which is oftentimes what we talk about, you know, controlling what you can control. Progress goals mm-hmm. sometimes, like we don't really control all the variables that go into those outcomes. Uh, versus process goals, one of my good buddies, Dave Resigi, talks about uh, control what you can control and influence everything else. So if you set a process goal. You're focused on the things that you actually control, that you can actually do to move towards that outcome. That, for example, maybe in your head is like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, and that would be an example of a progress goal. But what is actually going to help you get to that is a process goal. So that's what, to me, a better goal to set because you, like you said, actually have control of, I'm going to work out five days a week or I'm going to eat like this. And you can actually, that's up to you whether you're actually going to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Yeah. I find if you set progress goals, it means that you're probably going to have several habits that maybe some are habits that you already have that you just need to like double down on to move you closer to actually mm-hmm. achieving that goal. And then you can set kind of process goals or again, habits kind of underneath that, that progress goal. And then the third kind of type of goal or way to, you know, conceptualize the goal is a sliding scale. Like there's some areas of your life where it might be unhealthy to try to create a daily or a weekly, like have to check this box Mm -hmm. kind of habit, but it's also hard to articulate like what the end result or end outcome is that you're actually trying to create. And so setting like a one to 10, uh, so one being like, I totally suck at this. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. it at all today to 10 being like, I'm the best on the planet (laughs) at it. Uh, I'm the best I could ever be at it. Maybe you rank as a three and you'd like to try to get to a seven. So it's a little more arbitrary. You have to like commit to being honest with yourself 
if you're going to use that that type of deal but look this is for you it's not for anybody else right so if that's something that you feel more comfortable with on some of these areas um i i use sliding scale on a couple of these that Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the last thing i wanted to hit before we get into the framework and the goals was something that God spoke to me about as I was going through this outline for today's episode, and that is to set goals bigger than what you can do on your own. And that's going to feel scary. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but the best goals leave room for God to show up. And um, like I said, it might feel uncomfortable to actually write that down, but try to take the goal to the next level, not something that is going to be super easy for you to accomplish, but something that you have no idea how you're going to do it if God doesn't show up. Yeah, I think that's a really good word. And like when we were first talking about this podcast and you shared that idea, like I felt really challenged by that. I think like in so many areas of our lives, especially like as you get older and like you know, we're dependent on each other to do certain things. Our teams are dependent on us to do certain things and accomplish certain things. And it becomes almost harder and harder to take risk, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, like, when it was just me, it didn't really matter if I failed or didn't quite get there Um, versus now, like, there's people that depend on us, right? Uh, And so it feels riskier and yet, what a, what a more beautiful way to say, hey, this isn't on me. If this is something that I feel uh, convicted that God's calling me to and I've vetted it out and I've prayed over it and scripture has confirmed it and other people in my life have confirmed it and I know it's from God, then I don't have to have like the perfect strategy or plan to know exactly how that's going to shake out. There's part of it that I'm just called to say, all right, God, I'm going to move in that direction and I'm going to trust that you have a plan bigger than what I can see. I think that's a really good reminder as we talk about like goal setting and kind of more practical application of uh, vision. Right. Because we both are very wired to be all about the practical, like give us exactly the step-by-step of what to do. But I think the best goals require us to trust God. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something good to keep in mind. And like, like, our experiences have shown us that like when we take a little baby step towards the thing God's calling us Mm -hmm. to, that might feel like a giant leap to us. He shows up in massive ways. Like how many times through our lives could we recount all these different stories, whether, you know, it's, it's your mom getting a successful kidney transplant or it's launching PS 46 as the full-time gig or for me hiring our first W2 employee like we had no idea how any of those things were going to work out and yet we prayed through them we moved towards them and god showed up that's what god does you know and all the more reason to go back to what we said before about being specific because when we're specific and we set goals that require him to show up then we get the joy of getting to go back and see how god showed up and get to actually Mm see how he showed up exactly in the specific way that we had set the goal or what we had asked him for. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. Should we get into the goals? Let's do it. So Kurt kind of led the two of us through this framework. So I'll let him explain that a little bit, but there's going to be six different categories of goals that we set. We're not going to just walk through and tell you all of the goals that the two of us set. Cause I don't think that's the most valuable for you, but we're going to walk you through kind of the framework and why these are the categories to set goals in. So overall there's spiritual, physical, 
financial, vocational, relational, and mental. So Kurt, maybe you can walk through what and why we use this framework. Yeah, so this framework is really something that we developed in our small group and just a, a few of us guys kind of put together because we were feeling like we'd get together and we'd work through a book or we'd, we'd work through a study or we'd kind of have conversations about the things going on in our lives. And sometimes it would get almost a little like over spiritual where kind of all we would talk about is like almost a spiritual level of conversation. And then other times it was just kind of like, uh, whining or complaining or overly focused on like our careers because those are typically the type of guys that I <laughs> end up spending a lot of time with. And so we wanted to develop this framework to make sure that like we were speaking truth and encouragement and accountability into every area of each other's lives and really committing to being prayerful over and uh, in community in all of these different areas that effectively make up our lives. Um, and so we developed this framework. It's similar to like, if you've ever gone through like a coaching workshop where you do like the balanced life or the wheel of yeah. life kind of concept, they're similar areas, but we start with spiritual, um, because as believers, our spiritual lives should drive everything else that we do, right? Like if we don't start with healthy spiritual grounding, then like our financial lives, our, our vocational work, like none of the rest of that stuff matters mm -hmm. unless we have the spiritual side really tuned in, dialed in. And so when we talk about spiritual, really we talk about three areas inside of the spiritual piece of, of our lives, the central piece of our lives. Um, and these come from uh, Mike Breen's book, Building a Discipleship Culture. And the three areas are up, in, and out. And so how I understand these is your up is your one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, mm -hmm. uh, that direct line uh, to, to, to Jesus. Uh, your in is kind of your, your inner circle of people. What is it? Are you building good community there? Are you investing in community there? So that looks like your spouse, maybe your family, maybe your like closest friends. And then your out is what are you doing from a service perspective, right? Or you can sum up the Bible as love God and love others. So what are you doing to go out and love others? What does that look like in your life? Are you actually living up to that call? So starting with up, that's our personal relationship with God. We'll share, like throughout this, we'll share some of the goals we actually set for ourselves and then otherwise just give you some examples of the types of goals you'd be setting. So I'll share for the for up, I um, set the goal of starting every single weekday with quiet time. And I just set that specifically as my goal because I have done that in the past more consistently and better. And I just know all the fruit that comes with that when I am actually showing up every day that way. And I know um, how much deeper my relationship with God is when I'm starting every weekday in quiet time. And that's like we talked about ahead of time, that's something that's measurable. Like I either showed up and something I control. So it's, I either showed up and did quiet time to start my day or I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think one of the things in goal setting is just like noticing, like when I'm at my best, mm -hmm. I'm doing these things. Uh, when I can think back to times when I've been really connected to the Lord, I had these habits and practices. Um, so for me, it's prayer. I, I have had seasons in my life where I'm much better at actually spending time 
listening to God and talking with God and just being with God. And those are definitely moments in my life where just my life is the richest, you know, uh, it's the most full. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I, I go to God when I like need something or feel overwhelmed, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm oft, I often think about, gosh, how much more rich would my life, would my experience of life be if I were just in constant lockstep with God. Um, and that's something I'd love to move towards for me. That's more of like a mindset and a, like throughout the day practice than it even is like a habit. And so this was one of those where I used a sliding scale. Like Mm -hmm. if one is I never pray and 10 is I spend my entire day in (laughs) prayer of some sort, Mm -hmm. like never ceasing prayer, which I think we're called to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm probably at a three right now. And I'd love to, by the end of the year, be at a seven. Uh, So there are a few things kind of inside of that goal that I'll probably end up doing to kind of move myself towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But that's how I set that goal. That's great. So then that, so that's up. And then the next one was in, which is, um, our closest community in, in our marriage, our relationship with each other, our relationships with our families. So we, I think when we did this and I don't have our actual goals all pulled up right next to me, but we set goals for each of those things. We set a goal within our marriage. We set a goal for, um, within our families and then kind of our closest community, the people that we do life with we had a goal for that. Um, so some of those things could look like, uh, well, I'll give one example with our friends. It's getting back into Monday night dinner, which obviously is something that COVID has majorly affected for us this year. But usually we do a monthly, uh, dinner that we host at our house for kind of, um, our close knit community that we, uh, spend a lot of time and do life with, but it can also look like Maybe for you, it's in your marriage. You want to do a weekly date night or, I don't know, do you have some other examples? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we did was weekly date night, but also weekly huddle. Uh, We kind of started doing this maybe back in like May or June Mm -hmm. and haven't been overly consistent with it, (laughs) hence why it's a goal. But it's just getting together on a weekly basis and reviewing like where are we at financially, how are we doing towards some of these goals, um, how did we do as a couple that week? Like, did both of us feel encouraged and uplifted and supported? Uh, and just having some space outside of like, I feel like we go to date night and we want to like have fun and just like enjoy each other. So having some space set aside where we're also like doing some of the hard stuff of marriage and kind of checking in with each other a little bit more like tactically almost. Okay. So that's in And then the last section of spiritual is out, which is kind of outreach and service. Yeah. So one of the things for me that I felt called to is back-to-back ministries and organization, which if you know me or listen to the podcast, it's come up several times, but they specialize in orphan care and they launched about uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, um, a local arm to what they do here in Cincinnati. And I've felt called to get involved for a while and just haven't. Uh, and so one of the things for me, I don't know what like the smart goal around mm-hmm. it is yet, but it's just to get involved. Just, you know, by again, by the end of the year, I want to be able to look at that and go like, cool, like I have, I have answered that call, you know, whatever that, that looks like. Yeah, so out can be any kind of service or however 
it's going to look for you, maybe what you feel called to, to go out and serve the people in your community or across the world or whatever, um, whatever God's put on your heart, that kind of is what goes under the out section of spiritual. So the second category is physical, which as we were talking through this, I said to Kurt, this is probably one that most people like feel the most comfortable or used to setting a goal in. Like I think it's something a lot of people tend to set goals of getting in shape or running this half marathon or losing a certain amount of weight. So those are certainly all examples. Do you want to explain anything else about physical in terms of the framework? I think my encouragement would just be like, this is for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like this isn't for anybody else. This is for like what's going on in your world physically and what do you want to make sure you're spending time on improving. But I I think one of the things for me on the physical side, um, like so part of my goal, maybe one of my goal there is uh, around running a 5K and if you know me, I hate running. I'm not a runner. I ran a little bit in uh, in college. I actually did a half marathon, which was a big deal for me. But ultimately, for me, like this physical side uh, has been more about like functional fitness, like getting in shape in a way that just allows me to consistently like move my body and accomplish the things throughout the day that I want to accomplish. As Case and I get closer and closer to wanting to have kiddos. I think about all the moments I'm like chasing my nephews around and I can go pretty hard for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour. And then I'm just like exhausted. And I think about like all the dads out there, rock star dads that have like pushed through that. I'm like, man, I want to be in like good enough physical shape to like outlast my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and be able to endlessly like chase them around and do all the things I want to do. Like I don't, I don't want to be playing catch up once a baby comes into our lives. Mm-hmm. So just like getting out ahead of that and getting in functional physical, I don't care about how I look ultimately, but I care about like what I'm able to do physically. I think that's a good uh, category or section for you to have brought that up because I think that relates a lot back to vision that if you are setting goals with your vision in mind, that's why Kurt is thinking of those things as he sets a physical goal. And so am I that like, we're thinking more about like, what kind of energy am I going to need to have to do all these things? Or for my, if I want to be feeling this way, when I look at what my vision is for five years from now, what kind of, rather than setting a goal, that's just like, I want to run a 5k just cause, or like running this race sounds great this year, or I want to lose 10 pounds just because I think that I should, versus setting a goal that I need to be treating my body better. And so I'm going to figure out what that looks like as an actual goal, because I want to have more energy when we have kids one day, or I have these big goals for my business and I need to be more energized or I need to have fuel to be able to do that well. Yeah. Another, another John Gordon quote, I love is we don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. Mm. And so I think being able to connect these goals back to that vision speaks to, okay, I'm doing this not, not because I love it. Maybe, you know, some days I might love working out other days. I don't, I'm doing this ultimately because I, I want the result. Right. Mm -hmm. And another quote I love from Matthew Kelly is like, 
everybody loves change. Nobody likes transition. So oftentimes your goals are about the transition and ultimately the vision is about the change that you want to see, the result that you want to uh, create. So going into the next category, financial, I think um, similar to physical, it's another category that people are probably somewhat familiar with setting goals in. I think it's an easy one to, or one that people often set goals in. Um, but again, I was thinking about this category and thinking that this is another one that ties really strongly for us back to vision. And it's a big area of a goal right now for us. And it's because of our vision. And, uh, like for example, I feel like there, when we look at all these things we want to do, we think of our vision for five, 10 years from now, one of the things involved in that is buying a house. And that's something that's kind of like in our near future, but that we would need to be able to do to do some of these things that we want for our future. And that requires us to set some pretty strong financial goals now if we want to be able to do that. So that's kind of another example of how you work backwards from the vision to actually set these goals and you're not just setting them randomly because you came up with a certain number. Yeah. And part of this is like, uh, like accountability, like, a, like my previous life as a financial advisor, we'd talk about like every dollar that comes in has a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, and over the last few years, like our dollars have really served two major jobs, creating amazing experiences for Casey and I as a young married couple, uh, and investing back into our businesses. And both of those things have paid off tremendously. Like mm -hmm. Casey and I have created some awesome memories while it's been just us and our family. And we've had the flexibility to do that, which has been phenomenal. Uh, and we've grown our teams and grown our businesses tremendously as well. And now our dollar, the job that we want to assign to a pretty large amount of our dollars is to go towards buying our, our, our home that is a home that we want to be in for a while. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And paying our taxes. And, you know, government, <laughs> that too. government takes some of that money, which is important. All right. Some of y'all, you know, W-2 folks, I envy sometimes because it's <laughs> like, taxes, what do you mean? I get a return. <laughs> I ain't never got a return in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, taxes are no joke. So we need to be better disciplined about getting them suckers yeah, so paid. So that's another financial goal for us. <laughs> um, moving... more, more of like a financial have to, but yeah, yeah, not chasing our tails and trying to scramble right. to get them paid by April 15th. Okay, so moving on to the fourth category, vocational. I feel like for us and just the way we are wired and being entrepreneurs, this is, when I think of goals, this is what I think of. And I feel like there have, um, I love this framework because it leads you to set goals in all six of these categories versus a lot of times in the past when I've set goals, it's strictly been about this. When I was in broadcasting, it was about, it was related to, my dreams as a broadcaster and getting the next job and things like that. And then as a business owner, it's been goals for my business. And, um, so I think this one comes a little more naturally to both of us. Yeah. And I want to, I want to make sure we're clear too. And I'm just kind of like thinking about this kind of reflecting on these different areas, but like there's a reason we use the word vocational and not occupational. Mm. Um, you know, the difference between a vocation and occupation, a vocation literally comes from the Latin of like calling, vocar, right? Like what are you called to in your work? I believe we're all called to work. 
Um, I believe that's scriptural, biblical. Uh, and we all have a specific role that God is calling us to in his kingdom. Um, our general role is the Great Commission to go out and make disciples of all nations, but we have a specific role inside of that general calling. Uh, that doesn't mean that, like, I think a, a lot of times, I had this throughout my 20s, I, like, felt this, like, and I still feel this now oftentimes, like, I have to have that nailed down, like, today versus I just need to move towards that. And if that means I got an occupation, I got a J-O-B in the meantime that I need to do to pay the bills uh, and keep moving in that direction, in the direction towards my vocation, then that's what we got to do. And that's part of the deal too. And so I think when you're setting goals under this, this area specifically, it's about like what you feel called to, what you feel led to in your work not about like, well, gosh, if I got that senior director role, mm-hmm. it would really help me impact. That might fall under more of a financial goal, right. like the outcome you're trying to create there than it does vocationally. Unless maybe you go, gosh, that senior director role, I'd have these you know, different responsibilities that would really light me up. I'd be able to be a leader. Then that's a vocational goal. Right. And so for us as entrepreneurs, Um, that does include things like revenue goals, but it also, because of that includes things like different programs that we want to launch because like Kurt said, those are things that we feel called to and lead our business in that direction. Um, or adding to our team because we get to lead a group of people then. And so maybe you have some other examples of vocational goals. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's great. Like for us personally, part of our vision was we feel called to create kingdom assets, Um, so, you know, kingdom assets, that word asset specifically is something that we own that creates kingdom impact, right? You can have a financial asset that creates financial impact, which is definitely part of that. We want to create sustainable businesses. Um, but ultimately we want to create businesses that have a kingdom impact. And I believe to have a kingdom impact, you got to have revenue in the door. And so when we think about revenue goals, it's not tied to like an egotistical thing of, Gosh, if we could hit, you know, this multiple seven figure number or this or this multiple six figure number or whatever it is, then like that would be really cool. Well, that's not enough. Like that's weak sauce, right? Like that's surface level versus going to, gosh, if we could hit this number of of revenue, that would allow us to have this level of impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's as entrepreneurs what what we're driven by. This is making me think that we need to shortly after this record an episode on vision, because I think so much of this is going back to that. Like I think (laughs) for particularly for vocational and financial, it can feel like you're setting a goal of like money in the bank versus like what your vision actually, what the money would help you do that leads you towards your vision. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. So the fifth category is relational. Um, and this one you had to explain to me that day on the beach when we were planning, because can you walk us through the difference of relational versus back to under spiritual, we had an in goal, which was also relationships with your, you can explain. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they're like, look, this is a framework that's helpful to like, think about these things and set some goals and all of that. I'm not a big like black and white, like it has, this category has to be about this and this one has to be about this. But I think like in the spiritual kind of in, like how are you investing spiritually in that 
uh, rock solid community mm-hmm. that's around you. So like that could be your spouse and like uh, your parents or your siblings or like the two other like couples or people in your life that form that kind of like spiritual like in crowd right like that that central crew that entourage if you will um that that holds you accountable spiritually relationally you might have some folks in your life that maybe aren't believers but that you deeply and you should uh that you deeply value their friendship or Mm -hmm. some people in your life that maybe aren't the ones that you're getting together with on like a monthly basis or a weekly basis you're talking to every day or every couple of days, but that are still really important relationships in your life that you want to foster and you want to invest in and you ought to have those relationships. Um, Or maybe there are things that you know you should be doing as a husband uh, or as a wife that um, that would help foster deeper relationship, a different level of relationship with, uh, with your spouse or in your dating relationship or as a son or daughter. And so it could really encompass any of those areas. We chose to focus a little bit more on like the friends or couples that, uh, we don't get to do life with as often as mm-hmm. we'd like, or we feasibly can, but that we still want to invest in. Yeah, I think um, this just popped in my head. An example that shows like how we looked at this differently is earlier I said an end goal for us was our Monday night dinners, getting back to doing that with the group of people that we do life with, our community. Um, There was a time before we started Monday night dinner that that would have fit more under relational based on how we're looking at it because Mm -hmm. we had never done Monday night dinner before and we really just at the time looked at it as anyone and everyone that wants to come is invited to Monday night dinner. And not that people are excluded now, but just like as we have had it for a few years now, we have found month after month, the same people are showing up. And that's kind of how this community of ours has become so close knit. So I think that it's kind of an example, right? Of the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just like a reality of like time and energy where like, you know, we'd love to be in deep relationship with like, so many people that we love and care about and there's a reality where like you can't you just can't with everyone's why jesus had 12 disciples mm-hmm. right like yeah that's that's really there's a there's kind of a scope of relationship that you can sustain at that level um but like what what we were finding and that's why we set goals specifically around like some other couples and friends in our lives that we want to invest in um, is that there were a lot of relationships that were in some ways kind of getting neglected or kind of like pushed aside um, that we want to make sure that we invest heavily right. in. Maybe not like getting together monthly, but at least like once or twice or three or four times a year, making sure we're seeing those people and getting good relational time with those people. Exactly. All right, last category is mental, which is one that probably is going to affect all the rest of the categories just as (laughs) spiritual does. Yeah, we didn't really think through the order. We just like kind of threw them in here. I was going to say, I feel (laughs) like if we had put them in order, I think we would obviously keep spiritual first, but mental probably would be the next one. So for us, this, we both ended up setting pretty similar and setting these goals together revolved around reading and limiting TV watching. Yeah, so like mental... Seems fairly obvious, but it's just like, how are you feeding yourself mentally? Mm-hmm. Like, what things are you learning? How are you educating yourself? Like, 
I realized at one point uh, I had a lot of things going on uh, in my professional career and I wasn't really like investing in education for myself as much anymore. I was focused on just like doing um, and in, and I'm a constant learner. Like I kind of have like a nerdy side to me mm-hmm. and if I'm not learning something new, I, I can get kind of like burnt out and bored a little bit. And so just making sure you're investing in learning and growing yourself and, and creating knowledge mm-hmm. uh, is really important. Yeah, I was going to say this is a category that maybe in some ways comes, I mean, we still need to set goals in, but comes more naturally to the two of us because we both are nerds about learning and are listening to podcasts all the time or taking courses and reading and things like that. Um, but I think it's just about being more intentional about it. Like my goal for this was to read 30 minutes every day, which I would like to announce that I have done since we got back from Florida. Let's go. Every day. Round of applause. <laughs> Pause the podcast right now and clap. No, that's awesome, babe. I, I think though, as much as we are both nerds and love reading and love learning new things, we also love us some Netflix. Uh-huh. And we love, I mean which like. Which is not a great, not great for the mental like i like you are you are this way too but like i very much i love a show that has like great writing Mm -hmm. and has great cinematography and like that is really engaging uh and so like i do get a little bit nerdy about my movies and tv shows um then again we'll also like binge watch an hour of friends (laughs) let's be honest two or three hours of friends uh, and just like, you know, let, let like overwhelm or being tired or exhausted get the better of us when like super healthy to escape for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever and like enjoy some entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're not cautious, that can, if we're not cautious or we don't have another reason to invest time elsewhere, then, you know, before too long, we'll realize, oh shoot, it's. 9:30 and we're old people so we better go to bed and then not have read or done any of the things that that are really higher priority than chilling on the couch for another hour. Right. Exactly, which is why limit TV watching was a mental goal for both of us and is one a perfect example of what I said that I feel like mental affects all the rest of these because if we limit our TV watching we will most likely be much more successful in our spiritual, physical, financial, vocational, and relational goals. And that's really like the beautiful part of like how this is laid out is all of these really relate to one another, right? Like if I'm not, uh, if we don't have some good goals set financially and we're not in good shape there, then we're not going to be able to go after the things vocationally or relationally uh, that, uh, that we'd like to. If we're not in good shape spiritually, uh, I'm I'm probably not gonna be uh, a great leader in our marriage from a relational capacity. If I'm not investing in myself mentally, I might not be achieving the things financially that we'd like to achieve because I'm not on my A game. And so by separating these things out, it allows us to kind of have a system and a process and a framework to address these different areas of our lives. Uh, but they are absolutely and should be deeply interconnected, which to your point, babe, like I do feel like we ought to probably like 
really encourage folks to go through vision and maybe record another episode where we're talking about like, what does it look like to actually, at least what have we learned about how you actually like start to put together a vision? Right. All right. So real quick to review the six categories were spiritual, which includes up in and out physical, financial, vocational, relational, and mental. So those are the categories we set goals in for the rest of 2020. We are actually going to put a little kind of worksheet, one pager together for you guys. If you want to set goals in these same categories that we did, babe, you want to tell people how they can get that? You can go to (laughs) caseyandkurt.com. That's Casey, K-A-C-I, and Kurt, K-U-R-T.com. And you'll be able to download it from there, we'll have some direction, instruction on like uh, some questions to think about as you're going through these different categories and kind of uh, recap of what each of the categories is is really all about. And our hearts around this really ultimately like to encourage you to carve out some time um, to just sit and be prayerful about these different areas to cause some reflection uh, and then get up off your ass and go do something about it. And I think I just want to circle back to kind of what we started off with that 2020 is not canceled. We are not waiting for January of 2021. And I think that, um, it's just really important to be, take some time to be intentional about how you want to spend the rest of this year. Cause there are still four or five months, four to five months, depending on when you're listening to this left of 2020 and um i just want to encourage you guys to be intentional about how you're spending your time and um what you're doing with the rest of this year and i think like like there's a lot of pain that is coming out of whether it's it's corona or racial injustices that are getting spotlight shown on them during this season uh but there's a lot of healthy stuff that's coming out of this Mm -hmm. season too right like i'm talking with a lot of growth. I'm talking with a lot of like business owners and leaders that this is forcing some stress, but it's also kind of drawn out some ideas or things that they probably should have addressed before or like a renewed vision around why their work matters. I'm talking with a, a lot of folks on uh, the, the racial side and even for me, like realizing like the blind spots I've had on uh, being a privileged white dude, uh, and, and how I'm hoping to change that or address that going forward. And so I think where there's a lot of pain, there can also be a lot of change. Dr. Henry Cloud says, uh, we change when the pain of staying the same becomes greater Mm -hmm. than the pain of change. And I think what this has forced on all of us is like, we changing because it's painful regardless <laughs> of where you find yourself. And so change isn't a bad thing. It just hurts sometimes. Yeah. And I think one last thing I wanted to say is I think there's a good balance of we should set goals. I think that's why it's so important that these are such intentional goals and you're taking the time to think through all these things because absolutely give yourself grace. I have seen so many like memes and quote graphics and things about that all over Instagram. And I think there's a difference between just letting go of 2020 and like, this is all too hard and painful and I don't like all the change and just quitting on anything else you were pursuing Mm -hmm. versus yes, give yourself grace. Like none of us have ever been through a worldwide pandemic before. So this is all new. Give yourself the space and 
the grace that you need, but also still go after some of these things and seek to grow um, and pursue growth in all of these six different categories. Yeah. And that's, that's really good too. Like, I feel like it's easy to like oscillate between the two extremes of like, screw it. I'll just start again in January or like hustle culture of like, never waste a, never waste a crisis, bro. Like, let's get after it. And like, you know, just being realistic about like, for me, I'm on a crap load more zoom calls than I ever was before. And it's freaking exhausting to stare at a video screen for the entire day. That means I'm going to have to budget in like more rest or different kind of work or Mm -hmm. space those things out a little bit. So it's really more about like adjusting and responding to what's going on than it is about like quitting or uh, hustling. Right. Exactly. Fellas, thanks as always for spending some time with us today and listening to this show. I hope it blessed your life. I hope it uh, served its purpose, which is ultimately to inspire equip and commission men just like you and me to go out and live bold lives that honor and glorify God. That is the mission that we're on and that is the mission that we'd like to invite you to be a part of. If you want to learn more about what we're doing here and some of the exciting stuff we got going in the next couple of weeks, we want to invite you into this growing community. You can text VISION to 55444. Again, that's VISION to 55444. 444. If you text that to us, you're going to get a series of questions that ask for your email and your name, and that will put you on the short list to kind of be in the early know of what's uh, coming around the corner here for the team at Grown Man Project. And man, we'd love to just get to know you, to be, to have an opportunity to do some life with you and really engage with you on a deep level. Thanks as always for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and review if you haven't already in iTunes. That really helps other men discover this show. And that's what we're all about is just serving men like you. If you have some ideas on how we could serve you better, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at grownmanproject.com. Thanks again for listening.